you can send all the web traffic in the world to your website, but if the words aren't compelling, then no one will click, no one will call, no one will convert into a paying client. So that's why I am offering my free uh, guide on how to write web copy that converts. You can pick up that guide at privatepracticeworkshop.com. Uh, you'll see it there on the homepage, www.privatepracticeworkshop.com. All right, let's get into our episode for today. So a little a little caveat, um, I'm still abroad. I'm here in Mexico, um, one of my favorite countries and places in the world. And uh, there's a good chance you'll hear a little something in the background. Who knows what? There are these little geckos that sound like large birds. They make an incredible chirping noise. And I think I just heard it. I heard something. Um, there's also a small car that drives around. A little fun fact. And he announces through a stereo different job opportunities in the town. And um, I also found out that part of why he does that is because a lot of uh, a lot of folks can't hear, can't read necessarily, so they couldn't read a job application. Um, so he drives around in the town uh, announcing them that way. So I thought that was pretty cool. So you might hear that, or you just might hear some some straight up Latin music because um, it's it's about that time here today in Mexico. So um, if you hear that, that's what that is. But um, pretty soon I'll be back home and back in my my home office and, and recording there. So um, today I want to talk to you about KPIs, key performance indicators. Um, this is this is something that I didn't I didn't act on until way too late in the game for me as a business owner. Um, if I were just now starting a business, this would be one of the first things that I, I did, that I would do is, is set these up. Uh, a KPI or a K performance indicator is just any, basically any measurement, any metric for your business that really reflects the health of your business. Um, KPIs can also help you very quickly and easily diagnose problems in your business. And I'll get a little bit more into that soon. Um, KPIs can help with goal setting, um, they can help you scaling up your business, seeing exactly what's working and what's not. Um, and overall, they help you position yourself and start to operate like a true business owner. Um, and, and for you to feel more like a legit business owner, because I think the feeling is important as well. Um, a couple things about KPIs before we get into some examples of different KPIs that you could establish for your, your business. Number one, they are not always financial. And in fact, none of the KPIs that I track for my three businesses um, are, are financial, right? Those actually live in a, a profit and loss statement or a P&L. That's what that document is for. So um, certainly the financial part is important, but I think something like a P&L is a, is a better place to be looking at those sorts of numbers. Now, all of your KPIs are going to have a strong connection to your overall financial picture and are going to dictate a lot of what you're seeing in that P&L. But um, I don't know. I think our relationship with money is complicated. And when we just, if we just look directly at the numbers all the time. It's kind of like, you know, we're guilt, we're all guilty of opening up your bank account and, and letting that number determine 
your financial health or your feelings of your financial health. It's like, oh, I just got paid, therefore I'm pretty rich right now or I haven't gotten paid in a month, therefore I'm completely poor or my business is completely poor or, you know, my business has, you know, $20,000 to spend, so I should spend it. We should, do, you know, get new furniture. So just having that kind of reactive relationship with your bank accounts, whether it's personal or or business in our case, um, is, is just not a good, it's just not a good dynamic for you to have. Um, here's the other thing. If you are like most business owners, one of the first things you do when you log in for the day is what you look at your email, you go straight to your email to figure out what am I doing today? what's what's going on in my business what do people need from me what's what has gone wrong have i gotten any new clients have i lost any clients right is my business is it booming or is it falling apart <laughs> we go right to our email inbox that's one of the worst ways to start a day right and sometimes i'm guilty of it other times i'm good at not starting there if you are going to start your day, or at least your work day, by interacting with your business in some, some way, starting with your KPI sheet would be a fantastic substitute for checking your email all the time. So um, if you're not already sold on the importance of KPIs and what they're going to do for your business in your life and your stress, then let's walk through some KPIs that you could add to your spreadsheet right now or whenever you're not driving or whatever. And, um, and then I think you will be convinced at that point. So, um, here's some examples of KPIs that you can have and establish for your private practice. Now, if you have any sort of support for your business, meaning a virtual assistant, an admin assistant, a secretary, whomever, you absolutely should have them doing it, most of these things, a scheduler, whatever, an intern, um, I, ideally I want, I'd like for you to have someone else putting these numbers together for you so that you're not lost in the weeds of hunting these numbers down every week, but rather can sit back, monitor these numbers, diagnose problems easily, set goals easily, right? And again, function as like a true business owner. So, um, in, in my business, I sit down with, um, one of my, my, uh, uh, project managers every single Monday. And we look at the KPIs that are really from the last week. And those KPIs are coming in from, from the different businesses. Um, that's a great way to start the week. Look at how we did last week. Look at what we should focus on this week, diagnose any problems together and, and, and tackle them right there. Um, and it just puts us on the same page, right? But again, it, if you have support for your practice, if you're not just a solo practitioner, then by all means, this is a great task to train someone to do. When you're going to train someone to do it, train them like it's the last time you'll ever need to train them or train someone. Meaning, record in, in a video screen share of yourself grabbing these KPIs from the different places. So maybe simple practice, maybe your Google Analytics, etc. But um, I want you to do that, do that screen share video, um, put that in a Google Drive, put it somewhere central that your team can access and that you could share easily if if and when your virtual assistant leaves or your admin assistant leaves or goes back to grad school or whatever it might be. So, all right. So <clears throat> if you if you want to follow along or if you want to actually have a spreadsheet and start creating it right now, go ahead and do that. Open up that spreadsheet. And what I would do is, um, is across the top, basically 
separate out your weeks. So you would put the dates of this week, next week, the following week, etc., for pretty much the whole year. Right, go ahead and chart those out. I think checking your KPIs weekly is fantastic. I think it's ideal. Checking it monthly is better than not at all, but certainly not going to give you as deep of a set of information as tracking weekly, um, and also not going to help you diagnose issues quite nearly as well as weekly. So every week, um, going across the top, and then on the left-hand side going down is going to be these different uh, variables that you want to measure. If you are a private practice, and especially if you have more than one clinician, an easy place to start is just how many clients are my clinicians seeing this week, or how many did, did they see this past week, right? So list out every single clinician. If you have 10 clinicians, list them all out, and then have your admin assistant go in, tally up the number of clients they saw last week, and put those numbers in. Right there, you already have a clear snapshot of the health of your business. How's your business doing, right? Um, how happy are your people? If your clinician wants 20 clients, are you, are, are you filling them with 20 clients? If one of your clinicians has their caseload is dipping dramatically, what's going on with that? Did they change their availability? Did they, um, did they increase their fee, right? Are they struggling themselves and that's turning some clients away? Or whatever it might be. Even just enlisting these these numbers of clients that are, that were seen the past week can be so so revealing. And I've seen this do some amazing things for for business owners and a number of my coaching clients lately. So um, even just having these numbers is is awesome. is a, is a great next step. So the number of clients seen per clinician. I would also go ahead and have the total number of clients seen this week in the practice. And you might as well create a formula in an Excel spreadsheet to add that up for you. So again, bigger picture, how many clients were seen, how many sessions, you know, occurred last week. That's a great number to know. Hopefully that number's either steady or going up every week. Um, and then a section for your total inquiries over the week. Now these inquiries, you could break them down if you wanted by like phone call, like email, contact form, um, things like that. Um, it, it really, it's really just up to you, right? We get most of our inquiries through our contact form on the website. So for me, I'm just wanting to know, I'm just wanting to know that, that, um, that general number for how many people got in touch asking about therapy this week, total number of inquiries, the total number converted, meaning out of those inquiries, how many people actually booked their first session. And then you divide those two numbers and you've got your conversion rate. So that's a percentage. I like to do it in a percentage. Um, that conversion rate is, in effect, your your admin assistant's ability to convert people, right? So if you're getting good leads and you know that they're good leads and appropriate for your business and your conversion rate is super low, um, then then there, there, there you have it. Diagnose that problem. Something's going going on with the person doing these calls or fielding the new inquiries. So you might want to work with them. You might want to shadow some calls with them. You might want to go over some scripts. You know, I've got scripts on at Private Practice Workshop. Um, there's a lot you can do with that information, right? Not that long ago, I saw that our conversion rate for my group practice was sky high. So we had a, a record number of inquiries and a record uh, conversion rate that week. And so I wanted to reward, you know, my admin assistant for that, my virtual assistant, because she did amazing work, right? And if there's, if, if there's more revenue generated for the business because of her, clearly because of her, 
um, and, and, and having a stronger conversion rate for that week, then I want to reward that. So I'm going to reward it right away, right? I wouldn't have known that without my KPI sheet, looking at my KPIs every single Monday. Okay, so if you do nothing else, maybe just starting with those numbers would be a, you know, a great next step for you. And just a starting point, a starting point for you to, to start getting warmed up with KPIs and you can build from there. If you're going to build, I think you should develop KPIs around your marketing. Um, marketing tends to be the hardest part about running and scaling a private practice. That's why a lot of my coaching, a lot of my work is dedicated to helping therapists get the word out about their practice, right? So some some simple um, KPIs that you could collect f- around marketing would be web traffic. So you go to your Google Analytics. It, hopefully it's set up. If not, please set that up to track the, the actual behavior and activity on your website. Um, and under your Google Analytics, you might want to just track two things, users and sessions, so users would mean like the unique number of people uh, or the number of unique people that came to your website during, you know, X period of time. Um, and sessions would be overall sessions. It could be users coming back multiple times, but it's a good number for the overall traffic to your website. Right. Again, so if your web traffic is high, but you're getting less inquiries than ever, then what might that mean? Well, it might mean that your copy sucks and you need to download the copy guide. Um, you know, it might mean that you, your, your link, a link is broken. Your contact form is in the wrong place or it's confusing, right? Or um, you just changed your copy and it got worse, right? Um, but again, using your KPIs to diagnose problems. It's just, it's just so clear and it's just so much easier than guessing. It takes the guesswork out of everything. So uh, what's not to love about that? Um, so uh, ideally your web traffic's going up and your inquiries are, are going up with it, right? You want those two to be moving kind of in the same direction, um, proportionate to one another. Um, but again, you should have an idea of your web traffic in general. Um, if, if you are doing something like, um, you know, like, um, some SEO work or some Google AdWords or something like that to drive more traffic to your site, then, um, you know, then by all means, keeping an eye on your Google Analytics and having those numbers handy would be really important. That being said, another section you could have if you are doing some kind of paid advertising um, like Google AdWords is you could just have a couple metrics uh, for, for your Google AdWords just so that you know how they're working. Um, if you work with my company at Unconditional Media, um, you will you will get those numbers. Someone's making a very loud noise outside. <laughs> Um, if, if you, so if you're working with our team, then you're going to be getting those numbers delivered to your inbox, um, on a regular basis. And so you can plug those in, you're going to have your click through rates, your budgets, your overall impressions in terms of how many times the ad was seen, et cetera. Um, and I, I like for business owners to be, you know, pretty, pretty intimate with those numbers. Um, all right. Another category would be email subscribers, right? So hopefully you are, at some point in your practice building, building an email list, um, keeping in touch with all the people that interact with your practice in some form or fashion. So um, 
especially if you run an online business like me or have a blog or podcast, anything like that, you definitely want to be keeping on your, your email subscriber list. You want to look for that number taking big dips. If you send out an email that had really low engagement rates and a lot of unsubscribes, um, you want to look at that. We know that some unsubscribes are, are natural and they're going to happen. Not a big deal. Um, but again, I want to see that my list is building every single week, especially when I am um, running Facebook ads or promoting a new lead magnet or something like that. Um, so email subscribers can be a great one to track. Last one, you know, if, if social media is a part of your strategy and you have a clear purpose for doing social media for your practice, I only recommend social media for bigger practices, uh, honestly. it's I see a lot of solo practitioners spending a lot, lot, lot of time, even hours a day, um, working on their social media. And I, I just think if you are struggling to get referrals, struggling to get more clients in the door, pretty much all your focus should be on Google for now getting in front of more Google searches, those hot leads versus, um, you know, posting inspirational quotes to people with, with hashtags. Um, again, I think social media can be great for bigger practices or for successful individual practices and smaller practices that are just trying to increase their brand recognition, brand awareness, right? Just staying present in the minds of people. So if social media is part of your strategy, and you should have a strategy if you're doing social media, then you might have it in there, whether it's Facebook page likes or Instagram followers or or something like that. And again, I encourage you to use your KPIs to inform your goals. If you want to hit a thousand subscribers uh, or followers on Instagram, then then make that a goal and make make it known to your team, and then come back to that number every every single week or a few times a week, right? Yeah. So those are some examples, right? And they're going to differ a bit for your business, but you just use some common sense here. Think about the numbers that are truly reflective of the health of your business, and then plug them in that spreadsheet. Um, play around with it. You know, there's, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just, and in fact, I would, I would err on the side of simplicity as you're starting, because I don't want you to just get overwhelmed with a huge spreadsheet that gets really messy. But um, this can be so illuminating for any business owner of any kind, really, but especially private practice owners, Um, because we tend to shy away from our numbers. You know, we tend to not be um, really number centric or analytical about our practices. And I think we could all use to be a little more analytical. So um, that's what I have to say about KPIs. If you're not convinced now that you need them, then... um, then, then we just need to try again, or you need to listen to this episode again, or talk to someone who has KPIs in place, and look at how their business is, is, is thriving because of it, and how mentally they are relaxed, they're calm. I literally had a, a business owner, um, a, a coaching client of mine recently say this, I just feel like I'm relaxed now. She did her KPIs, and she's like, I'm just calm, and it's weird. It's almost, it's almost, you know, it's almost too quiet around here. She's, she's used to feeling, you know, so uh, more anxious, more stressed about her business. Um, so the KPIs have really given her confidence and, and reduced her stress and anxiety because she knows exactly how her business is doing at any given moment, not just how much is in her bank account. So come back to your KPIs constantly. Come back to your goals. Let them inform your goals. Let your KPIs diagnose the problems in your business with ease, right? And, and start to become and feel like a true business owner. I think you're going to love it. 
If you haven't already done so, head to privatepracticeworkshop.com. Please download the How to Write Web Copy That Converts free guide uh, there on the homepage. And, um, and let me know what you think of it. Feel free to drop me a line. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. I hope that you also enjoyed the Without the Hysteria series. Um, we just wrapped that up, and I know we're going to re- come back to that at some point and do another uh, similar series. But I hope you got a lot of a lot out of it. Um, the, the YouTube videos are up there as well for those who prefer video. So definitely check those out. And um, um, yeah, keep keep building better businesses and and, um, um, and sticking with it. So. Uh, I hope you have a great week. Appreciate you being here, and I'll see you next time. Cheers.